In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Benvenuto and welcome. This is Don Catherine. Welcome to the La Bella Vita show. I am your hostess is the mostest. And I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine because we have a great show tonight. I am going to talk about the little estate in the union here in the United States. And that would be my home state of Rhode Island, which I love very much. And uh, I'm going to take you on a great little tour and tell you all the different things that you can do and see and the different kind of art and history that we have there and where you should go eat and where you should go check out some of the most amazing houses that have ever been built in that great little state that is just really tiny, petite, and cute. But there's lots of big personality that comes out of Rhode Island. So so pour yourself a glass of wine, like I said, and sit back and relax. And uh, if you're listening to me live, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to me on a podcast, thank you for downloading. And uh, for those of you who don't know that you can download a podcast, go ahead. You can go right to the TogiNet show page and download any show from right there at the homepage of the La Bella Vita show on TogiNet. Or you can go to iTunes and just put in a search, put in La Bella Vita or Dawn Catherine, go down to the podcast and subscribe for free. And you get to listen to all of the shows that I've done in the past, which have multiple, multiple, multiple different uh, topics and fashion and travel and all of the good stuff. So go check that out. Uh, So I've been off the air for a couple of weeks because I've been a little bit on the busy side. Last week, I found myself a very, very busy girl. I was at a travel convention, the National Travel Exchange Show, and that was a great time, which afforded me the opportunity to gain a exclusive invitation to a VIP tour of Kennedy Space Center. Now, I've been to Kennedy Space Center many times, but I never had a VIP tour. And I actually got, because I'm part of the media, I get to go and take a VIP tour of Space Shuttle Atlantis's new home. And I had to get on, no joke, a hard hat, which if you know me, that's kind of hilarious. And uh, one of those glowing things that construction people wear, which I decided that I think I need to come out with ones that have like some kind of, you know, Swarovski crystals and some sequins because it was not cute. I was not loving life. And I think they need to make like little hard hats with some, you know, 
rhinestones and stuff to glam it up a little bit. Um, yeah, so I wasn't happy about that, but I was thrilled to be able to go and uh, see uh, on the second floor of the building that uh, Atlantis is at. And the head of construction out there gave us a great uh, tour telling us about the space shuttle. Uh, basically, they built four of the walls for the building and brought the shuttle in and are now completing that fourth wall uh, to close it because it's so big it had to be, you know, built that way. And uh, the property is going to be open in July to the public and it's right now it's shrink wrapped and like when you look at it i'm going to put some pictures up on facebook and also on the show page it's shrink wrapped like a boat would be because uh, they don't want to get anything they don't want to get it dirty from the construction that's going on but the building is amazing it's huge it's over a hundred thousand square feet and the shuttle is kind of on a, you know, it's kind of on a tilt, so it looks like it's kind of flying. There's going to be some great stuff going on there. They're going to have lots of interactive things to do there. They're going to have a great presentation, a, a theater presentation of a movie, so you can get to see, you know, all of the steps that the shuttles took. And uh, it, it's just, it was just fantastic. It was such a, an honor to be able to do that and to see that. And, and I think the most important thing that I took away from that was I had no idea, but the Kennedy Space Center is not funded by uh, government funds at all. It's actually just from the fees that they charged for the entrance. And I think that's kind of a common misconception from people that it's a government-run entity, and it's not at all. The new building is going to be spectacular. It's uh, They are building it to be totally sustainable and uh, to the point where the the precipitation that's going to run off from the air conditioning unit is actually going to be used for the water that flushes the toilets. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they're doing out there. So I'm really excited. So I'm hoping that I'm able to go back in July when they have the grand opening again, and hopefully I'm going to be able to do another little VIP tour and get to see it again before it's open and totally done. So that would be great. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then also this week, I get to go to the PJ Merchandise Show. Uh, for any of you golf fanatics out there, you probably would have been very jealous. There were tons of golfers everywhere there, and I really don't know to all that many of them, except the one that, you know, that I know was not there because he was actually golfing. Uh, but it was a really great uh, thing to see. That lots of fashion there. Uh, you know, I think that golf uh, clothes are highly underrated. <laughs> They're kind of, they have lots of great stuff out there for women now and men and just lots of good stuff. So that was a lot of fun. But the best thing that I uh, took away from the PGA show was some of the great travel deals that are out there for people that like to uh, golf. Or if you don't like to golf, uh, you know, if your husband's a golfer and you really don't like to golf. But Ireland and Scotland, they have some great tours for golfers. And if you don't like, I said to the guy, listen, I really don't golf. And he's like, that's okay. There's lots of stuff to do. I'm like, is there shopping near there? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sold. So uh, lots of great things. And I'm going to actually have one of the guys that um, – from Ireland come on and talk about his tours. Uh, they That particular organization has actually done a really great thing for the Wounded Warrior Foundation. They're actually sponsoring um, 
soldiers to be able to go over to play golf. And I think it's a really great program that they have going on. So I'm going to have him on as a guest soon. So we'll talk about that. And as you know, uh, it is almost carnival time in Venice. And I just wanted, if you are a lover of Venice and you kind of want to get a bird's eye view of some of the things going on in the Piazza San Marco, which is where a lot of the the activities take place. I'm going to give you a website to go check out. Um, it's a cam, a, uh, a actual camera that is mounted on a hotel, and it has this great little view of San Marco Piazza. So if you go to www.camhotelconcordia.com, so it's C-A-M-H-O-T-E-L, C-O-N-C-O-R-D-I-A.com. You can go there and uh, the cam will come up and you'll see people walking all over. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, if you check that out, you'll be able to see some of the activities going on uh, for Carnival. So check that out for sure. Should be great. So my Incantatos, what has me spellbound? My, you know, lots of stuff going on. Uh, I thought the inauguration was fabulous. That, you know, has happened since last time I've been here. But uh, my style icon uh, comes from the inauguration because I have to tell you, I think the first family looked phenomenal, all of them. I loved Michelle's outfit. I thought it was beautiful. I think the decision to wear something that was made from a a silk that they used for ties was a exquisite choice because it wasn't going to wrinkle throughout the day. I thought that was a good choice and she looked beautiful. And I thought the girls just looked so adorable and they're so grown up now. It's amazing to see how much they've grown in four years. Uh, But my ultimate icon for the inauguration has to be Beyonce. I thought she looked fabulous in her poochie. I know poochie is my thing, but that black floor gown with a chiffon at the bottom, she just looks stunning. And I have to say that uh, this whole controversy about whether she's saying live or not is just so ridiculous. Who cares whether she's saying live or not? She was sick. Um, They said that she was not feeling well. And, uh, but I, I just think that You know, she's not the only one who has not sung live, but uh, she sounded great. And nobody really, uh, you know, until I found out that she lip synced it, I was like, go girl, you sounded phenomenal. It is what it is. But, you know, I would rather have somebody actually be taped and not screw it up than really do it and totally screw it up. And then everybody's going to be talking about that. So had she, she sang it and she wasn't feeling so well and her throat wasn't feeling so well and she didn't think she was going to sing it well i think it was the best choice because if not the conversation would have been how horrible beyonce was singing the national anthem so you know it's one of those things you no matter what you're not going to please everybody so i have a wine pick for you uh this week of course uh it's a red wine as usual but this I am going, since we're talking about a state in the United States, I guess I should have picked a wine from Rhode Island because we actually do have uh, vineyards there. But um, I actually, when I was at the Travel Exchange show, they had a delegation for California and they were pouring wines. And I was at that particular booth many times all day long. Um, But they had one uh, wine called Venge Scout's Honor which was a 2006 from the Napa Valley. And uh, it was a blend of Petite Syrah, Syrah and Zinfandel. It had notes of red berries and herbs and minerals. It was phenomenal. I loved it. So check out Venge Scott's Honor 2006 from Napa. I think that you will enjoy it. When we come back from break, which we're going to be going to in about a minute or so, we are going to be talking once again, like I said before, 
about my home state of Rhode Island. And I am going to give you a really in-depth tour, going to give you a little bit of the history behind Rhode Island, kind of take you back in time for a little bit. I'm going to go over the extraordinary food that you can find there in Rhode Island, uh, places to stay, things to do. There's so much going on there. And, uh, of course, you know, I will give you some of my insight of some of my favorite things because, uh, you know, there's, there's a, it's a small state, but there's certainly a million different things to do. So whether you are into shopping or into art or into beaches or hiking or nature or kayaking or yachting, polo, you name it, we have it there. So there's lots to do. So we will be going on to break. This is Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vida show. If you have any questions or you want to, <laughs> to talk, to me, you can give us a call at 1-877-864-4869. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A. Your host, Barbara Allison. Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. And from thence, thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and... From thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. 
If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. This is Dawn Catherine, and this is La Bella Vita Show. And tonight we are talking about my home state of Rhode Island. And there's lots to talk about, so I'm just going to get right into it. We're going to go over a little bit of the state facts and all of the different stuff that you can do there. Uh, but my beautiful Rhode Island is an unforgettable destination, and it has a lot of character. And even though it's small in size, it is definitely a premier travel destination. It's called the Ocean State. That is our nickname because we have some, you know, so we are surrounded totally by water. And, uh, you know, there's tons of beaches and nightlife. There's amazing food there. Uh, lots of shopping and uh, just a lot to do. And because our state is so small, it's easy to get to anywhere in the state within a few minutes, <laughs> pretty much. You can be from one side of the state to the other in about 30 minutes. So you can do a lot of things in a short amount of time. But uh, we Rhode Islanders like to say that it's, you know, that we were the first resort, uh, which we really were. Um, as early as the 1520s, explorer Giovanni de Verrazzano sailed the islands of the Narragansett Bay. And in 1636, Roger Williams founded Rhode Island as a place of refuge for those seeking religious freedom. During the colonial period, Rhode Island was a haven of followers of several religions. Rhode Island also has one of the largest collection of buildings on the National Register of Historic Places. Many of them from colonial clapboard homes in stately brick federal period houses to the Gilded Age mansions, which are open for tours. Uh, coming into the 1900s, Rhode Island was still considered the country's premier resort. Wealthy families from New York, Philly, and South Carolina trekked to Narragansett, Westerly, and Newport for the cool ocean breezes. Today, visitors still flock to the magnificent mansions along the ocean in Newport, where the Astors and Vanderbilts once summered. And uh, I can tell you, those, those mansions are amazing, and there's many to choose from. It just depends on what you like. If you go, I say just go to all of them, because one is more beautiful than the next. So I'm going to give you some state facts. Well, first of all, I'm going to give you a state fact that, you know, there is a lot of famous people that have come from Rhode Island, of course, besides myself, because I'm famous, you know, for my little show here, the La Bella Vita show. Uh, but, you know, we do have lots of famous people. Meredith Vieira was from, you know, NBC. She was on the Today Show and The View for years and 60 minutes and all that. She grew up in Rhode Island. Uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck from uh, The View and Survivor fame is a, 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 a Cranston girl just like me, and uh, she can break out the accent just like me, too. She's a Cranston girl. Um, and who else? We, we have a new Miss Universe who just happens to be uh, Miss Rhode Island, who went on to be Miss USA, who just went on to be Miss Universe, Olivia Culpo, who is from my home city, Cranston, Rhode Island. So we're really proud of her for that. So there's just tons of people that are famous, so, you know. It's great, but 
I have an interesting thought. Do you know our state is the littlest state in the union, but we have the longest name. The official name of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. So we have the longest name and we are the smallest state. Uh, we were founded in 1636. Our capital is Providence. Our state motto is hope. And uh, again, we are called the ocean state because we are surrounded by water. And um, our state flower is one of my favorites, which is violet. And our state tree is a red maple. Um, and our, our state shellfish, because, hey, we are a beach town, of course we have one, is the quahog. And for those of you who are Family Guy fans, uh, quahog, which, you know, is from Rhode Island, <laughs> it's really not a city, but uh, quahogs really do exist. Uh, the area of Rhode Island, like I said, it's very small. It's 1,214 square miles. And... Uh, North to south, it is 48 miles long and 37 miles wide. So, you know, it's, it's very small. Like I said, you can be from the edge of Connecticut going through the Rhode Island border to the state of Massachusetts line in probably about 30 minutes. <laughs> um, there's about a million people that live there. And uh, everybody knows everybody when you're in a state that small, I swear. I always say that, uh, you know, there's, everybody says there's six-degree separation in the entire world. Well, in Rhode Island... It brings it down to about two. And then when you go to the city of Cranston, which is where I grew up, it's like a half a degree of separation because you will talk to somebody and eventually you will know somebody that someone knows or related to somebody that you're related to. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So there you have it, my little home state of Rhode Island. Um, so what else do we got going on? Now, there's lots of history that is in Rhode Island, and for such a small state, Rhode Island can certainly hold its own when it comes to history. Boasting one of the largest concentration of historic landmarks in the nation, Rhode Island's past tells the tale its residents are proud to share with visitors, which we are. Since its inception in 1636, Rhode Island has stood out as a haven for those seeking freedom and tolerance. The first permanent non-native settlement in Rhode Island was established by Roger Williams in Providence on land purchased from the near Narragansett Indians. Forced to flee Massachusetts because of persecution, Williams established a policy of religious and political freedom in his new settlement. In 1663, King Charles II of England granted them a royal charter, providing a greater degree of self-government than any other colony in the New World and authorizing the continuation of the freedom of religion. In the early 1700s were a period of prosperity for Rhode Island. Farming and sea trading became profitable businesses, and Providence and Newport were among the busiest ports in the New World. Despite making profits from the slave trade, Rhode Island was the first colony to prohibit the importation of slaves. And at the start of the Revolutionary War, Rhode Islanders were among the first colonists to take action against British rule by attacking British vessels. On May 4, 1776, Rhode Island was the first colony to renounce allegiance to Great Britain and declared independence. Rhode Islanders, such as General Nathaniel Green, second-in-command to General George Washington, and Commodore East Hopkins, commander-in-chief of the Continental Navy, distinguished themselves as military leaders and heroes. Rhode Island's independent spirit was still evident at the close of the Revolutionary War. It was the last of 13 originally original colonies to ratify the U.S. Constitution, demanding that the addition of the Bill of Rights, which guarantees individual liberties. So we have had a lot of history going on in our in our little state. So we, we, we've done a lot of good stuff for a lot of people. Um, so to take you like a little bit 
step behind, step back in time. Um, there's lots to do when you come to Rhode Island, as I said before. Um, from Edgar Allan Poe to George Washington, uh, the mile of history along Benefit Street, which is in Providence, packs 250 years of history into 5,280 feet, featuring a 17th century burial ground in the homes of a signer of the Declaration of Independence and a Civil War general. The one thing about I can say about New England in general is if you do have the opportunity to travel to the New England area and you see a small little cemetery, I encourage you, I know as creepy as it sounds, to get out and go walk around because you will be amazed at uh, the the age of some of these cemeteries and who's buried there, especially when you're up in Massachusetts. You can find many of the pilgrims and uh, many of the early settlers uh, that are buried there. And it is a really amazing thing to be able to see some of those um, gravestones and to see the history that uh, that we have had in that area for so long. Uh, if you are into ghosts, and uh, I know some of us are, um, Providence Ghost Tours... Um, will have you walking through the east side of Providence and you know, they will take you on this little tour and uh, tell you exactly how haunted Providence is. And I, I can kind of believe it. There's been you know, people there for many, many years. So who knows what kind of ghosts are leering around. Um, if you want to go to Newport, which a lot of people do, uh, you can go on a uh, trolley tour. Uh, which will take you on a 10-mile drive on Ocean Drive, and you will have the option of visiting one of the Newport mansions, which include the Marble House, Rose Cliff, or the Breakers. And uh, let's see, what else can you do when you're there? Oh, um, before it was home to the rich and famous, Newport was a dry destination for some of the sea's most notorious buccaneers. The 90-minute Dead Man's Tales walking tour revisits the one-time pirate parade ground. And uh, you can go see that. And now I love me some pirates, so it's something that I haven't done in Rhode Island yet, but is on my list of things to do. So... Uh, in, uh, during the colonial period, Rhode Island was a haven for followers of several religions, making it the location of many religious firsts. Providence is home to the First Baptist Church in America, established in 1638. In addition, North America's first Quaker meeting house, built in the 1600s, and the first Jewish house of worship, which is Toro Synagogue. And uh, we went there many times as a, uh, when you were in school, they took us there many, many times. Um, but it is still standing. They all still stand in Newport, Rhode Island. And it was also the first of the 13 original colonies to declare its independence, again, from Britain and still holds claim to the largest coastal fortification in Newport's Fort Adams, which housed soldiers for more than 120 years. Rhode Island is the site of the first successful water-powered cotton spinning mill in North America, making the state a major player in the American Industrial Revolution, built by Samuel Slater on the banks of the Blackstone River in 1793. Slater Mill has become a national gem that attracts approximately 30,000 visitors a year. We went there when we were kids uh, in school. The Museum of Work and Culture in Woonsocket tells stories of French-Canadian immigrants who worked in mills and factories similar to Slater. And during the Gilded Age, Newport earned the reputation of America's first resort. Considered the playground for its wealthy families, such as the Vanderbilts and Astors, constructed summer homes in Newport, located along Bellevue Avenue. Many of the mansions are open for tours again. And uh, today, only the Narragansett Towers remain after a 
uh, fire destroyed the casino that was built um, in 1900, so it's no longer there. So we are going to be going to break. So when we come back, we'll tell you a little bit more about some of the history of Rhode Island, and I am going to take you on a culinary tour of those yummy, yummy food that we have in Rhode Island and things that are just Rhode Islandish. We'll see you on the other side. This is Don Catherine. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring. Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Come bella gialla luna, brilla strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine, and this is the La Bella Vita show. So before we went to break, I was telling you a little bit about the history. And uh, I just wanted just to, to uh, just wrap up that segment by uh, telling you about um, some of the different the architectural design that we have there. One of the 
state's best examples of his of Victorian design can be found in Warwick, which is actually where I was born. Uh, there stands the Cloud Hills Victorian House Museum, a house built as a wedding present that houses family articles during uh, dating back to the 1870s. Bristol also has a touch of glamour. It's here that you'll find Linden Place, a mansion built in 1810 by General George DeWolf that was featured in the movie The Great Gatsby. So if you're a Great Gatsby fan, you can go see it. Um, if you have a dollar bill in your pocket, you have a connection to Rhode Island, just to let you know. The portrait of George Washington that graces the dollar is part of an unfinished work by Rhode Island-born painter Gilbert Stewart, who was born in Saunderstown, Rhode Island. And uh, today his birthplace is a museum, and it is open to the public. Uh, so you can go see that. And uh, there's lots of different landmarks that you can go see. So I just want to let you kind of just wrap that up. And also, uh, there is in Warwick, which is where I grew up, like probably about five minutes from where I actually, my first house that I lived in is Aldrich Mansion. So if you are a fan of the movie with Brad Pitt, Joe Black, Meet Joe Black, that was filmed at the Aldrich Mansion. It's really beautiful, a really beautiful property. So, okay, so, you know, who cares about history, right? Well, I mean, it is important. It is our culture, and we love it, and I'm very proud to come from a state that has so much history. But let's get on to the food because, you know, we're Rhode Islanders. It's all about the food. Uh, it's, you know, for us, food is not just food. It's a way of life, seriously. We just love our food there. I mean, whether you are looking for five-star dining or a little diner, it's there. There. And, uh, you know, from Providence, where you have these glamorous restaurants, to the little clam shacks on the side of the beach, where you can go and get clam cakes and chowder, you gotta go. Um, but we do take our food seriously. And uh, after all, this is the state, my state, that made lemonade uh, frozen. So we have the best frozen lemonade, which is Dell's. We're going to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, coffee milk, which people don't usually know about. Everybody knows about chocolate milk or possibly strawberry milk, but we have coffee milk. It's great. Uh, and uh, my producer is like, what, really? <laughs> it's good. Uh, and I'll send you a bottle of it. Um, but uh, we also have these things called hot weenies. They're not hot dogs. They're hot weenies, and they're great. But uh, getting it started in 1948, a small stand in Cranston, where I grew up, uh, Dell's Frozen Lemonade has become a Rhode Island legend, and it's an absolute must-have. Uh, during the spring and the summer, you have to go to Dell's, and, you know, once you hit a certain age, you know, where you're kind of probably drinking when you may not be supposed to be drinking, but I didn't say that. Uh, you take the Dell's lemonade, which is really good lemonade, and then you add a little bit of vodka into it. It's fabulous. But no, I mean, on a hot, sticky, muggy day, which, you know, Rhode Island has many of those in the summer, I'm telling you, nothing is better than Dell's. And it's something that every time that I go home in the summertime, I have to have several times just to have it. Uh, and every person that I am friends with that is not from Rhode Island that I have, you know, taken there, uh, who has had Dell's has loved it. So my friend, uh, Karen, who lives in Texas, uh, down in Houston area, she, they, you actually can buy the mix and she literally buys the mix and she makes it at home. So it's, it's just that good. Um, Dell's lemonade you'd think would be our official drink. It really should be, but really coffee milk to, <laughs> coffee milk is our official is our official drink. And Eclipse was the brand that was the factory was literally 
about five minutes away from my house. Of course, I say everything's five minutes away because literally everything is down the street when you live in Rhode Island, but it really was. And so <laughs> the coffee syrup is great. And uh, another iconic food, and uh, you had this all the time, was uh, Oniville New York System Heart Wiener, which has been served all the way, that's the way you have it, with mustard, meat sauce, onion, and celery salt since the 1930s. And don't knock it till you try it. It probably sounds horrible to you, but I'm telling you, it's the best thing. Now, when we were kids, you know, they didn't have, I guess, as many food safety laws as they do now. And literally, when you would go into the hot weenie joint, you know, basically, you would just say, I want three all the way, and that's all you needed to say. Um, but literally, the guy that was making the hot weenies would literally have them lined up his arm, like literally all the way up his arm. So he would have maybe, you know, 10 wieners up and down his arm. Today, they can't do that because of, you know, safety concerns and germ concerns, but you didn't care. They were so good. It didn't matter. Like it sounds gross and nasty, but they are so good. So you have to have a hot weenie. Just try one. I'm telling you, you'll be hooked. You'll, you'll love them and you will want more. Trust me when I tell you. Um, and uh, if there is actually a culinary arts museum in Johnson and Wales at the University in Providence, and uh, it, uh, they actually have some really cool stuff there. It's a 25,000 square foot um, exhibits, including a salvaged uh, tap room that was built in 1833 and an exhibit that celebrates the quintessential American institution, the diner. Visit uh, Kenyon's Grist Mill in Yuspukpah uh, for a tour of the oldest manufacturing business in the state, which started grinding in 1696. Uh, nicknamed the Ocean State, it's uh, given that Rhode Island has exceptional seafood, of course, great places to dine by the water, of course, uh, but you shouldn't feel slighted when it comes to finding good eats. Delicious food is found for every palate. If you don't like seafood, there's tons everywhere, from faux gras, which I'm not a fan of, Chijani cakes, which is our, you know, our thing. They're all available all over Rhode Island. Uh, Providence Federal Hill, which I've, I know that I've talked many times about Federal Hill. It's uh, the prime spot for traditional Italian cuisine because it's where all the Italians live and all that, you know, there's like literally restaurant after restaurant. And, you know, I can tell you that they're all amazing. There's Camille's and Casarino's and the Mediterraneano and Venda Ravioli and blah, 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 blah. Amazing food. You can't go wrong. I don't care which one you go into, Blue Grotto. They are all amazing. You have the best Italian food of your entire life there. Trust me when I tell you. Um, and let's see. Now, also, you know, this one thing, you know, there's a lot of Rhode Island, we call Rhode Island ease things, you know, that only Rhode Islanders, like, we don't drink from water fountains, we drink from bubblers. Yeah. And, um... We have cabinets, which, you know, most people say, you know, I'll, I'll, I will order. If I'm in Rhode Island and I went to a, you know, a diner, I'd say I would want a coffee cabinet. Now, most people who don't know what that means would be like, what the hell is she talking about? Well, we call milkshakes cabinets. Most people, some people call them fraps, which they do in Massachusetts. Some people call them milkshakes. We call them cabinets. Don't ask me. It's a Rhode Island thing. Uh, what else? You know, we have some things that are just Rhode Island, like uh uh, clam cakes, which are little things of dough with minced up quahog, which why isn't it called a quahog cake? I don't know, but it's called a clam cake. Uh, and they're the best things that you ever had in your entire life. And it's literally fried dough with the clams and a little bit of seasoning. They throw it in the oil and it's 
you know, for those of you who are from the South, think hush puppy, but not cornmeal. So it's a little bit different, and it's really good. We also have doughboys, which some people will call zeppelas, but it's not really a zeppola. But, you know, when we have feast, which is, you know, um, the Catholic Church have the feast for the saints, and we have a cabillion of them during the summertime in Rhode Island, uh, most of them have doughboys, and you can get them, you know, at some restaurants. But it used to be the big deal to get out of the feast. And literally, you would get a dough boy that was the size of a small pizza. And basically, it's just fried dough with sugar. And it's the best thing that you ever had. That's kind of a, like a Rhode Island thing, too, that, you know, so you, you got to have it. But, you know, we have some of the greatest little quintessential places ever in Rhode Island that is just too you know, true Rhode Island. And that would have to be Haven Brothers Diner, which since 1888, people, the mobile Haven Brothers Diner parks itself next to the Providence City Hall every night at 4.30 p.m. And it serves up the best food you ever want to have, from burgers to grinders to whatever you want. It's it's there. It's all there. And the food is phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I'm telling you, and they're open until five o'clock in the morning. So as you can tell, when you are in that party age <laughs> where you're going out to the clubs, um, that's where you went afterwards. You went downtown to go eat at Haven Brothers and uh, all as well. Um, so some of the other places that we have, which are really kind of cool, is the first diner to ever be inducted into the National Register of Historic Places is the Modern Diner, which has been serving breakfast for decades, um, and that's in, um, in Pawtucket. Um, and where else? We have... Um, in business since 1932, the Liberty Elm Diner, which was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Um, it's changed names a million times, but it's been in the same location uh, forever. And that's in, on Elmwood Avenue in Providence. And uh, so there's lots of different things that you, uh, can, uh, you can get. Uh, so I have to tell you that, you know, we are very serious about our clam cakes and chowder in Rhode Island, and it's like the great debate, like, you know, there's many, you know, several different places. You have uh, Iggy's, you have Aunt Carrie's, you have George's of Galilee, uh, you have Flo's Clam, <laughs> Clam Shack. Uh, there's a million, and everybody will tell you who the best is, but if I had to pick my two, and you're going to go to Rhode Island, and you're going to visit my home state, I have to tell you that I would go to Aunt Carrie's. Uh, their clam chowder, to me, is the best. Uh, it's really thick, full of clams, and their their clam cakes are always perfectly brown because some places tend to use their oil a little too long and it tastes a little too greasy and a little overcooked. Aunt Carrie's is always fresh, always perfect, so I vote for Aunt Carrie's. They're on, uh, uh, you can find them uh, at 1240 Ocean Road. And uh, my other favorite is George's of Galilee, which is down by, you know, that area um, on San, uh, I think it's San Hill Cove is their address. And then of course there's Iggy's Doughboys and Chowder, which I love because I can have my clam cakes and chowder and I can get my Doughboys and it doesn't matter. It could be in the middle of February and I don't want to go down the beach and I can get it. So got to give a shout out to Iggy's. They have a location down in Point Judith on Point Judith Road and they also have one in Oakland Beach. Uh, so you, it's not that far away from where I grew up. So it was easy to go to. So uh, we're going to come back and I'm just going to tell you about some places that you can stay when you're there uh, and uh, some of the different uh, events that go on in Rhode Island. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vita show. If you have something that you want to say and you want to give me a suggestion about Rhode Island or a story, one 877 We'll see you on the other side of the break.
might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show, all with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine, and this is La Bella Vita Show, and we are talking about my home state of Rhode Island. And I am going to give you a little bit of a view of the culture uh, that is there in uh, Rhode Island and some of the different things that you can do. Uh, but Providence is known as a Renaissance city for more than a decade. We've been have this whole Renaissance with this city, and uh, it's redesigned itself as uh, a creative capital and an identity that is manifested in its theaters, galleries, architecture, and even its rivers. On the third Thursday of the month, from March through November, 21 of the city's artistic destinations are open their doors to the public for gallery night. Conveniences such as free parking and optional transportation 
transportation via an ARPAS make the experience universally accessible. Among the gallery night's faithful participants is the Museum of Art at the Rhode Island School of Design, a world-renowned institution. The city also is a hotspot for performing arts. Providence's Tony Award-winning Trinity Rep Company has been entertaining audiences with classic and temporary production since 1963. Blocks from Trinity's wonderful intimate home on Washington Street is another downtown gem, the Providence Performing Arts Center. PPAC, which has been lovingly and magnificently restored recently to its 1928 splendor, is a 3,100-seat theater that both hosts Broadway tours, uh, touring plays, concerts, and more. And the capital city is also home to the Festival Ballet Providence, the state's premier professional ballet theater company, and Opera Providence, which captivates audience at venues stateside. Uh, Providence is an undeniable vibrant city teeming with artistic diversity, but there are equally impressive visual and performing arts to be found beyond the city limits. Uh, so you have neighboring neighborhoods such as East Providence, which houses the Philhon Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, you have... Um, you have the Sandra Feinstein Gam Theater in Pawtucket, um, and they have really great thought-provoking plays. And, of course, even in Newport and Washington, they have some great stuff. Um, every summer, there is Theater by the Sea, uh, which is in Matunic. And Wickford is a quaint little seaside village in North Kingstown, which hosts the nationally acclaimed Wickford Art Festival every July. So there's always different stuff to go on uh, that goes on. And, of course, I know that I have talked in the past asked about the fire uh, water Providence's water place park which is right in downtown Providence and they have uh, what's called the um Water fires, and basically, it is a installation. It's a art installation where they have these big, huge cauldrons, and they light them on fire. And it's all up and down the river. They actually have uh, authentic Venetian gondoliers there. They are the, you know, it's one of the only other places besides the Venetian in Las Vegas that has actual Venetian gondoliers. And it's a beautiful thing. And they have that all throughout the summer. And you know, it's there's music and there's all sorts of stuff that's going down there at the uh, water fire in, uh, by the stage there. So um, it's been going on for 18 years now, and it really is just amazingly beautiful. So I definitely think that if you're there during the summertime, you should definitely um, check out the water fire. And, and of course, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about our beaches because we have some great beaches. Uh, we're a tiny state, but we boast an impressive 400 plus miles of coastline. Virtually anyone who comes looking uh, is bound to find a beach that suits their pleasure, you know, their pleasure. Um, whether you want to bask in the sun or people watch or build sand castles with the kids or catch some East Coast wave, we've got beaches for you. Uh, surfing is one of the many water sports that draw residents and visitors to this thriving estuary. Uh, we have boating and fishing and scuba diving and snorkeling and uh, scenic uh, Wickford and Newport Harbors are popular saltwater kayaking spots. Um, as in uh, Narrow River, it's a tidal river that spills into the Atlantic Ocean at the northern tip of the Narragansett Beach. Uh, for most, for a social boating experience, consider a lighthouse tour around the, uh, aboard the Rhode Island Bay Cruises, 400 passenger Catamaran Millennium, and a 
addition to highlighting 10 of the state's most awe-inspiring lighthouses, the cruise features quintessential Rhode Island sites, including historic Fort Adams, the Newport and Jamestown Verrazano Bridges, Hammersmith Farm, which is where the Kennedys used to uh, vacation at, and the opulent Castle Hill Inn and Resort. Lighthouses and bridges aside, the bay's natural attributes are wondrous on their own. For hundreds of years, fishing has helped sustain the people who call this area home. Today, industrial fishing boats and pleasure boats are both abundant in the ports in harbors around Narragansett Bay. A morning, afternoon, or day trip aboard a charter boat can net bounty ranging from bluefish, striped bass, to tuna shock, and cod, depending on the season. Uh, and if you want a more distant encounter with the area's marine life, Save the Bay, an organization dedicated to preserving, protecting, and studying the bay and its ecosystem, operates seal watch tours from November through April. The tour puts you in the habitat of hundreds of harvest seals that migrate here each winter from colder northern waters. In warmer months, the University of Rhode Island's Coastal Institute Visitor Center offers free family-friendly beachcombing tours of Newport's Fort Getty, where you'll be uh, able to learn about the diverse plant and animal life in and around the Narragansett Bay. And just beyond the bay, the Atlantic has its own allure. Newport's Cliff Walk affords the most majestic juxtapositions of architecture, the natural splendor in all of Rhode Island. This is a three-and-a-half-mile trail, which is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean on one side and several of the city's most illustrious most fabulous mansions on the other. Those longing for equally breathtaking ocean vistas without the complexity of the Gilded Age grandeur should look toward Block Island, revered by the Nature Conservancy as one of the last 12 great places in the Western Hemisphere. Regardless of how you choose to spend your time at Island, you will love the time that you spent on the bay of course we are also home of you know the america's cup which used to be at in newport until 19 i believe 1983 was the last one we ho hosted last summer uh they actually uh held some of the regattas for the uh preview of the uh america's cup and uh this city you know there's only been two other cities that have hosted um that and that would be Portugal and uh, Portugal and Naples, Italy was the other one, and uh, we've had some great uh, different maritime things come in. We had tall ships come in uh, last year. There was actually the uh, tall ship that was. Um, the HMS Bounty, which actually was in the film Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, was actually on display last summer in Newport. So they have some great, I don't know, sometimes it seems like they're there every year, but sometimes not. Sometimes they'll go down to Mystic, Connecticut, which is, a, you know, about 20, 30 miles down south. Uh, so if you can catch the tall ships, I'm telling you, they're amazing to see. Uh, so... I'm just going to tell you, there's a couple of things that I have to tell you about that, you know, where you want to stay when you go there. I'm going to give you a few suggestions, and I'm going to tell you a couple of the different things that, you know, activities that you can do that I really think that are amazing. Um, now, if you want to stay from luxurious to modern accommodations, uh, you know, to New England's bed and breakfast, Rhode Island has some really great choices. At Langworthy Farm, you can relax on the porch of Victorian farmhouse built in 1875. You can visit the farm's winery for tasting or travel to the nearby 
by Mesquamacet Beach for a day in the sun and the surf. Uh, Mesquamacet is a great little beach that you, you know, we went there as kids and it's, it's a, a great, a, definitely a great beach. Lots of great little restaurants out in that area as well. A one-time rectory, the Old Court Bed and Breakfast blends 19th century decor with 21st century amenities. Located next to the Old Rhode Island State House, the B&B is just minutes away from popular dining and shopping destination, and that is on Benefit Street in Providence, so you would be right into the thick of the downtown. Uh, and then originally built in 1772 as a local slammer, the Newport Jailhouse Inn became the headquarters for the Newport Police and was ultimately converted into an inn in its uh, in its today. Uh, the inn is located near the White Horse Tavern, which is touted as the world's oldest operating tavern in America. And for adherence on experience that really ditches modernity, venture a mile offshore to Rose Island for a stay at the Rose Island Lighthouse and serve as a volunteer lighthouse keeper for a night or even a week, which I think is like a really fun thing to do. Um, or you can stay at the General Staten, uh, Stanton Inn, rather, and it may leave you with an unexpected guest as one of the oldest inn in the country the allegedly haunted General Stanton has had its share of reported ghost sightings, and that is in Charleston. So I just want to tell you real quickly, because we only have a couple of minutes before we are wrapped up on our show. It always goes by so quickly. But some of the things I think that are that stand out as far as activities when I was growing up that I did as a kid that I loved to do was every June they have Gatsby Day Parade. And, of course, it's because in, uh, in June 1772, brave col uh, colonists from Rhode Island burned the British Revenue schooner, the HMS Gatsby, and it was recognized as the first overt action leading to the Revolutionary War, and so we have a parade to go ahead and to recognize that, so that was a lot of fun, and we did that every year. In July, Bristol Fourth of July Parade in Bristol, Rhode Island is the oldest continuous celebration in the United States. It's the oldest Fourth of July Parade, and it is amazing. We did that all the time as well and it's 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 fun and you know i think they they actually have had it on tv live so that would be great in october the jack-o-lantern spectacular which is at the roger williams zoo which is a great little zoo if you're in the rhode island area you have kids definitely go see the zoo uh thousands and thousands of pumpkins are carved in the most amazing you know uh, you it will blow your mind the things that they can carve i mean one had the piatta i mean it, it's just amazing what they do so i hope that you've enjoyed the show and i hope it convinces you to go visit my home state of Rhode Island. The food is great. The sites are, there's so much history there. And I promise you, you will have a fantastic time. And the fact that we're so small, but we are loud and proud and we really uh, embrace our visitors. I really want you to take some time to go and enjoy it. I know you will love it. It is so, so uh, welcoming to, to visitors to give us a little bit of a taste of Rhode Island. And by the time that you leave, you're going to stop dropping your eyes and you're going to put eyes where they don't belong and they're going to take them away. So, you know, because I, once I get back up there, I start talking like this again. It only takes a couple of seconds. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you to my producer, Anna Down there in Texas. This is Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vita show. We will see you next week for another great show.